coming at you live from Austin, Texas. The new High Noon Podcast. I've got a very special guest. His name is Chad J. He's my new roommate. Everybody welcome Chad J. What's up, Chad? Oh fuck, man! How do you, how'd you like you like the Texas intro? It's something. <laughs> it, it's something. It's something good. Is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna have a new. Um, gonna adjust the. What do you think of the theme song? The, the real one. I like it. Yeah, my yeah. buddy. My buddy. Shout out to Irish O'Neill. He made that for me. He's gonna. He's gonna make me a new one with uh, cutting out Andrew. Andrew, you're off. You're off, dude. You fucking suck, Andrew. No, I love you, Andrew. He's, so Andrew's actually going to be staying with us in January, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. old co-host. But um, we'll get him drunk. He can ride on our face and <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be I'll be uh, the new I'll be the solo host of the old High Noon, and uh, gonna still keep the same silly theme and interrupting guests with sound drops and and of course, you know it wouldn't be a High Noon without a little. Little drinky poo there, little, Randers. Little drink, man. There's nothing wrong with a little drinky poo <laughs> there. Boys can't hey, have a couple fuck, beers. guys, guys can't have fun. <laughs> Fucking can't have a couple beers. The so, hell. So I, let me get this right. A guy named Irish made that Western intro for you. Yeah, yeah, but he he's he's not he's a he's a fucking metalhead through and through. But so he actually shout out also everybody if you haven't go follow too much content. Uh, and if you're in New York City and you're interested in starting your own podcast. Hit up too much content on Instagram. Uh, they have a studio in house, and uh, they'll record, edit, and put out anything you want. They do graphics. Ani, shout out Ani. She's the uh, the other uh, the part two of uh, too much content. She's probably honestly the more important one if I had to say so. Uh, but no, <laughs> no, Irish and Ani, you guys are fucking great. I love you guys. Uh, Ani does all my graphics for High Noon. Yeah. All those, all the shit that I've got on the Instagram, she makes those. Yeah. yeah. If, I mean, if anyone says anything about you, it's that you're a feminist. Pull yeah. that up to your mouth a little yeah. closer. Yeah, you can yeah. pull it to you so you don't have to fucking lean forward. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's much better. Cool, cool, cool. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a smooth jazz voice. Oh, hell yeah, sound like, baby. Oh, I sound like I, I hear you on the radio. Deep bass on Hang on. Yeah, I got a drop for you. Just yeah. keep talking. I'm going to put that bass keep, on you, baby. Keep going. Just, oh, put oh, that oh, bass oh. on you, baby. On your face on you, baby. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, baby! <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, get it. That uh-huh. day on, if I was going somewhere, I was running. <laughs> Dude, that's a great sound clip of you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so so how so? Let's get right. Let's we'll get right. Well, first of all, we'll do a little bit of background on you, Chad. Yeah. Uh, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Why are you in Austin? Oh man. Uh, I grew up in Oakland. Um, kind of like not a rough area, but we were like cusping, you know, we were like rough. Adjacent. Isn't that, isn't cusping? Is that when you just don't come? Yeah. No, you sit back and you don't come. No, that's, 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 uh, well, what is that called? Cusping. It's when you watch your wife get fucked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. C- yeah. I don't know. I think that's still wrong. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of cupping for some reason. When uh, I said that. uh, cause it's cusping, uh, it's like you get right to the point where you're about to bust, and yeah, then you but stop. Uh, isn't that what they call it? Yeah, that's just. Or, they should just call that or fapping. Is yeah, fat, yeah. What is it? Edging. Edging. God damn it! There All right, go. it's edging. Yeah, 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 anyway, okay. so you were on the cusp of being yeah, poor from a in couple Oakland. of guys. Is that, that what you said? From a couple of guys that just come whenever. Yeah, <laughs> I can just sit and just. <gasps> yeah, too just soon. Come. Yeah. 
Dude, imagine like, because you know, one day there might be like a like. Did you ever heard Joe Rogan talk about uh, that lady from the seventies that like had a brain injury and they put this thing in her head and she could push a button and she would have an orgasm and she got addicted to just coming all the time. Who's Joe Rogan? <laughs> oh, I didn't have it ready. God damn it. Did you have a drop for that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you grew up no, uh, outside yeah. of Oakland. I, I, so I grew up outside of Oakland. Oakland, New Jersey? Uh, California. <laughs> so <laughs> play that drop again. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know geography. So, so uh, Oakland, California, and, uh, you know... Um, yeah, man, it was weird. It was super weird because uh, I went to like a, a decent high school, um, but it was the high school that was in like it, it was the, the high school that was cusping on like the nicer area of town. So everyone pushed <laughs> their kids there. So I went to high school with a bunch of ratchet ass fucking kids. And by ratchet, do you mean black? No, dude, I don't see color. It's 2021. Uh, I just mean, I just mean that there were some wild ass kids. I mean, you know, and mo- most of them were like, it was so the majority of these kids were wiggers. You know, it was like, whoa, it was, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. It was we white. here at uh, high was, noon do not endorse such language. Uh, fucking <laughs> pump the brakes. No. To say that with that accent is is the most yeah, I I always true. say like people tell me like after comedy sometimes like it sounds really offensive when you say pussy. I'm like, yeah, you should hear me say the n word. <laughs> you Mexican? Uh, no, I, uh, I man, I uh, yeah, I went to school with a lot of people that were into some wild shit, man, and I just ended up getting into a bunch of wild shit. So, um, you know, it was. It was crazy for a while because I fucking hated school. I think most people hated school. Yeah, I hated school. Um, And I found out later that I didn't actually hate school. I just hated people telling me that I had to do stuff. Yeah, you just don't like being told what to do. Just being positioned where there aren't options. It's just this is what you're doing because everyone else is doing this. Just always felt fucking terrible to me. Yeah. And wrong. And so I just completely pushed back on it. Um and so the, you know, the initial part of my life was Oakland. Um, and now Oakland's the, a big city, right? Yeah, it's huge, man. And by by all t- for, for all intents and purposes, on paper, I should have been a very whitewashed, bleached fucking kid. But yeah, I was I was you remember back in the day, like it's not like now where there's helicopter parents everywhere and shit is the way that it is. Like it was back when there was no, when you could go out and no one knew where you were. Dude, that my parents would give us five bucks in the morning during like, the summer and you get on your fucking right. bicycle and ride in the middle of downtown wherever. So you, so you could, where you grew up, you could ride your bike to downtown Oakland. You I were mean, that close to Oakland. I uh, mean, is what I'm getting at. We were, we, I mean, I, I was close. Enough, but I'll tell you this much: I was close enough to catch a fucking train five minutes oh, into okay, Oakland, yeah, okay. and then 25 or 30 minutes into San Francisco. Oh, that's that close! Holy shit! Oh yeah, big okay. Time. By big the time. way, I hate San Francisco. I think I told you that San Francisco is my least favorite city I've ever visited. Yeah, because they hear your voice and immediately go, "Get them out of here!" Yeah, hey, you're not. You ain't from. You're, well, they. Oh, excuse me, you're not from around here. You need to leave. 
<laughs> I bet you fucking don't like homeless people. Dude, your pronouns are get away from me and I hate the way you smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. My pronouns are uh, <laughs> fucking don't look me in the eye if you don't have a job. <laughs> no. Not that, because I respect people that don't have jobs if they still have money. Fact. It's the ones that you got to step over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the problem. Or step on them. Yeah, you know yeah. That's what I like to walk by and spit on them. Yeah. Put a good face in the yeah, mud. Like, you need boot. take smells like you need a bath, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> now go get a job. <laughs> no. Call your kidding. mama. Uh, but oh. yeah, so you, you grew up in Oakland and then, uh, yeah, very long winded way of saying, I, and you uh, grew up with just your, you, you were raised by your dad though, right? Yeah. It was just me and dad, man. I mean, my, God mom, dang it, Bobby. <laughs> my mom was around, but yeah, he had his fucking hands full. I was, I was a pain in the ass around, around town being yeah. a whore. Well, something like, <laughs> something like that. No, she, uh, she was, she was cool. She, it was just not, we just never, you know, we weren't vibing, man. Yeah. We well, vibing. I can I tell you and your dad are real close. Cause, uh, on Thanksgiving, he was telling you now, you got, what was it? Giving you instructions on by the pound, how long to cook it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny to listen to. Yeah. Cause you're like, I know dad. Mind you, I've worked in restaurants <laughs> yeah. and bars for fucking he didn't 15 care. years. He's like, no, they I know, but I know better. Dude. They can't help themselves. Yeah. They just have to tell you everything. Yeah. They want to educate you on anything and everything. Um, and, and, you know, God bless. I, I'm fucking super fortunate. Well, it sounds like you guys have a great relationship. By force. He sounds fun. It was by force. And he, mean, like, you said he drinks and smokes cigarettes? Uh, he, you know, he leans into, uh, he leans into patches. In oh, his like life. the snus. Nah. I mean, like patches. Oh, in the, his the life sticker. Of, no, no, no. Patches. Like, like Oh, I there, thought you were talking about the, for his nicotine no, addiction. No, no, I know. That was confusing. No, he, he leans into pull, like... Pull that up. You can pull it all the way up to you. So he leans nice, into... Nice, that's he, much better. He leans into pockets in his life where he's like fully embracing all of the negative shit that you could possibly do. Like, you know... Right. He'll just eat terrible. So he's more like a binger. His face off. Like he likes benders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'll go on like a, like a three-monther. No, or, no. <laughs> I don't think it's a bender at that point. No, it's just no, how it's, you are. It's a lifestyle. That's like, yeah. It's yeah. like people say like, yeah. oh, are you on Mason's on a bender? No. No, I'm just no, living just my living, life. Living, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just a Tuesday. I woke up like Or this. today's a sun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, Dude, I worked with a guy from Trinidad. Yeah. And uh, every day at lunch, we would go and smoke a joint and usually drink a beer yeah, yeah. or, you know, talk the big talk hand like that. Yeah, yeah. And we would come back and we'd be high as shit. And he was probably 62, 63, old black guy from Trinidad. And he would fucking, he would tell me the funniest little just sayings. Mm. Like, like one time he goes, Mason, boy, let me tell you this, brother. Why get sober when you could get drunk again? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, exactly, Mike. That's what I'm saying. All these people judging. Fuck them. Dude, Mike should write all that shit down and sell it in a book at Urban Outfitters. Absolutely. These little white kids would eat that shit Dude, he was the man. He was the fucking man. He'd say, you speak the truth, brother. Especially if his face was on the cover because they think they were an ally when they bought it. They'd pay like $45 for it. Oh, why? Because he's a black dude. What's ally? You don't know what allies are? Oh, I thought you meant owl. (laughs) Like the bird. Owl eye. And I was like... 
Why would he? Why an owl eye? Is no. this some uppity yuppie store that I don't know about? Yeah, I'm going down to the owl eye. No, they sell books with black people on them. <laughs> no, it, it's I got you. Ally, an ally is basically that's, a white kid. A white kid. No, I got it now. Now that I know what you're and saying, goes, I oh, it. if I do this, like yeah, it's I, like those I'm, people that posted the black square. It. So in our day, what we used to do is we would say that we had gay friends or black friends. Right. I got in a black conversation. friend. So you go, don't. It's okay that I say that because, dude, I hang out with black guys all the time. Right. And then people would try and call you out and pull your card. And you'd be like, yeah, no. It's, his name's fucking... Like, dude, Levi. Damien. Yeah, you yeah, want me to call him right now? I'll call him. Call him. <laughs> but by the way, I said Levi because I did grow up with one black friend. Yeah, well, I, I knew other black friends. He was my friend friend, though. Yeah. Like, we would, like, hang out. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and you know, it's he was like... But he was adopted by white people. <laughs> Is that why he was great? I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How many were there in your graduating class, though? Like, how, many, how many of them were there? No, there was a. Uh, uh, there wasn't that many. There was. I mean, pro- uh, can you count them? All if I would hand? say percentage, I'd say it was fifteen percent. Okay. Okay. Ten percent. I mean, but not... there was more uh, Hispanics than than black folk. Okay. And okay. I liked the black folk way better than those fucking. Hold on one second. Fucking you know Andrews people. Say it. They're the worst. <laughs> Actually, An- Andrew's people is uh, more so. Andrew's half. Andrew's half Brazilian. This is his family's theme song. Oh man! <laughs> Shout out, Andrew. <laughs> Miss you, buddy. <laughs> This would be what Andrew would say. Oh my! <laughs> Have you been to Mexico? That's nice. Uh, no, I want to though. It's actually a magical fucking. Place. I would love. To, I've heard nothing but good things. <laughs> I mean, but, and and when I say magical, I mean everything is shit until you get to the resort, and then it's magical. Right when you get to where you paid for good stuff. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no. Mexico's cool, but the rest of this town can fucking go to hell. No, so, it, but you, if you actually go out, so I was just, I was in San Juan. Uh, I know we just took a real sharp fucking turn. San was, number one Juan. San, San fuck. San Juan number sir. San number uh, one. Is on Tequila, the coast. Tequila, <laughs> Mexico, and it's absolutely fucking breathtaking, man. I mean, we, we. We went to these little surf towns and we met a bunch of people and like the majority of the people that you meet are stoked to see you. Because they're other white people and they're like, oh, more Americans. No, it's because you have white money and they want it. For oh, you. you mean the, the locals are stoked? Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, of course. Because a dollar is like a thousand dollars there. Yes. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, that math adds up. And then, and then you, you actually like, I mean, the same thing that happens. I, I think this disparity also happens in France where people go there and they think that the locals hate them and that there's uh, that, that there's some like cultural divide. And it's like, no, they're just so used to people coming from a place that have absolutely no intention of trying to understand or fuck with Mexico or France or wherever, like drop the pin wherever at all. And when they meet someone that actually speaks the language, like I, I speak decent Spanish. Un poquito. And I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I also, you know, I speak a little bit of French and I, I studied, you know, a couple of different languages when I was coming up in college and, and cause I knew I was going to travel these places. And 
the amount of gratitude that you're shown and the amount of fucking hype that you get from people in like countries that you're traveling to when you even try and bridge that gap is the entire difference between having a static like weird tourist trip and like a local experience which is dope right like if they the only even, thing is that local experience could also involve you being kidnapped and killed 100% but you roll the dice dude <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying that's life <laughs> hey down there you'd be rolling the rice yeah you're rolling the rice up into a burrito <laughs> fucking mexicans <laughs> we just had Mexican food. Oh, I God. love Mexican food. I really loved watching the Hateful Eight with you. That was uh, just <laughs> the best experience ever. Yeah, moving, senior uh, bump. Moving, moving on. Hey, senior bump. Oh, hey, are you, senior bump. Are you, you calling, calling me a liar, man? <laughs> are you calling me a liar? Yeah, that's another one that I took my dad in the theater to see. <laughs> Woo, I was like, Dad, you're laughing at the wrong reasons. My dad didn't give a fuck. They sure do use profanity. Bless him. <laughs> He's okay. out there living his best racist life. Okay, so circling fullback. Uh, I did... Uh, like you, you played fullback in football? Fucking nailed Circle it. and fullback, you said. Circle back, fullback. Not, uh, come on your back. Silverback. <laughs> <laughs> One of them fucked you. All them great apes, dude. Uh, no, so... Uh, grew up in Oakland. I moved to Arizona actually for a couple of years, which was honestly where dope. in Arizona, Phoenix. Yeah, I think that's where David's. Oh no, he grew up in Scottsville or Scottsdale. Do you know what's fucking crazy to me is that uh, I lived in most of the cities in the prime moments for me to start comedy and never did it and never did right okay so let's all right because so i was when you in, were in phoenix, phoenix okay what, what year and was someone this? one of my buddies told <sighs> me about rogan playing at the tempe improv yep and adam egot was running the tempe improv while he was headlining there. and you didn't think to do a, a try to do comedy there i dude it just never <sighs> honestly it just never entered did you hear that mind. yeah did you hear that <laughs> Bro, and, and isn't that fucking nuts? And then it is, I was, yeah. And, and then, then you were in New York. I was in Brooklyn. But let's slow it down though. Okay, okay. Why did you sorry. go to Arizona? Uh, was I, this after you left Oakland? Yes. Phoenix was your first stop. I'm a great storyteller, so all of this really should be picture perfect right now. But uh, <laughs> I yeah. Except for you've been drinking since eleven, something like that. Yeah. Uh, is that what you're getting at? Is it you because you've had a few or what? But, I feel like you, know, you were setting me up to be like, this story might suck. No, I, I had a few Chardonnays. What of it? Fucking Chardonnays. <laughs> Fucking guys can't have fun, dude. Boys can't have a little uh, Chardonnay in the afternoon. No, so uh, grew up in Oakland, and then I, you know, shit got really fucking chaotic. Like, really chaotic. Because and of a female? No, me. Like, oh, with drinking and shit? Wait, were you there for college or no? I was there for that's high school. Andrew Santino went to fucking... Uh, uh, ASU or whatever. And he talks about I was, Phoenix being like a super party town. It was a super party town. But I, I you know, I, what, what, like we were talking about, like once I got into college and I was doing shit that I actually wanted to do, I was actually a really good student. So like I had, now to are you bartending classes. yet at this point? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah that was my first. Okay. Kid. Cause but, also for people, uh, obviously no one knows, but he, you were a bartender for what? 12 years, 11, 12 years. Yeah. I started, uh, bartending and then I ended up like, Going from bartending to running and managing and then, you know, 
uh, co-opting and owning like my own shit. Which right, was, and that was in New York. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get yeah, to that yeah, chapter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, shit was just getting crazy in the Bay Area, and I needed. You to, mean the gay area? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so I moved to Phoenix to finish school basically. So the these are the days of our lives. Hello. All right, go ahead. Is it me you're looking for your heart? Uh yeah, man. So Left, uh, left, left Oakland just to get away from the riffraff because shit was nuts. Like, okay, so to give you an example, like this is this is not like a testament to like when I was graduating in high school, but like shit was so crazy when I was growing up in Oakland that you we, you would turn on the news and they would be showing like it, they they were calling Oakland the killing fields. Right, and that, that there was and a massive drug what, war. Were the Raiders already there? Raiders had been there. Oh, oh, because oh wait, it was the eighties when they were in L.A. Right. Early eighties. When yeah. it, that was because that's when like Ice Cube and they, they were it was like the L.A. Raiders. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That was back. When, so when like, you were growing up, they were already in Oakland. Already in Oakland. And you were born there, right? You were yes. born in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, I was born in San Leandro. Why don't you go back to California, faggot? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> go back to the fucking queer coast. I'm gonna fucking push my dick straight up into my body. My, I'm gonna turn fuck, it into a vagina. And I'm, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna fuck my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find me a door jam every fucking pit stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so you left Oakland and went to Arizona, and that's when you started bartending. Um, that's I mean that's where I finished college, man. Like I I had to go to night school to finish high school, and then I got into college and I fucking crushed it. And uh, I you know I I partied a bunch, but like that's where I started to like. Honestly, man, that's like being behind a bar is where I started to realize that I really liked entertaining people. Yeah. And I did that for the better part of 10 I bet years. you're a good bartender. I'm a fuck, yeah. I wish I was as good of a, you know, stand-up. But, because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the thing that I think that uh, I do really well uh, overall is in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, stage presence. Because you do seem comfortable for only being six months in. Well, but I'm, I'm able to like snap back really quick because yeah. I've just been doing that with people for of bartending. so long. Right. Writing is tough. Hard. Yeah. And well, stand, up is, stand up is hard. Uh, yeah. I'm a terrible writer. I fucking, I just take well, you notes. Don't write. Yeah. I take, <laughs> I take premises yeah. and then I go on stage and I fuck with them. Yeah. 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 And like a lot of my punchlines are me just saying something wrong. I, I, and I think that's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly do. I was telling the guy tonight. I think you know he was he was like really early on, and I definitely shouldn't be giving anyone advice. But uh, he asked me. He was like, like, how do you how, how are you working shit out? Now, I was like, dude, you have to go up constantly. Absolutely, do as much time as you can because what those four spots a night or twenty spots a week or whatever that ends up being for you. Every single one of those times, if you record all your shit, you're going to say everything differently. Like, and if you listen to established comics, they'll tell you, like, um, when, uh, back in the day when, like, um, networks were trying to, like, edit their sets. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's going to stink. Reaper. 
Oh, it's going to stay. <laughs> Look, Carolina I can, Reapers, I baby. I can see your eyes just being like, oh, I, I know. I just glassed over. Oh, I put really? fucking, oh I, man, it smells so bad. I put Vicks Vapor up in my oh, nose before no. this podcast. Uh, so, also, this is funny because uh, <laughs> if that didn't. <laughs> Dude, fucking turn the fan so- on, bro. <laughs> Chad hates farts. Yeah, it's like fucking Auschwitz in this house, dude. You're trying to gas me out. Chad bro. hates farts. You want me to hit the fan? If I get up, it's going to come past no, you. No, I don't want it. Leave it over there. You want leave me to blow it, it towards you? You're a foot away from me, and if I think if you get up, because <laughs> it's, it's so come, thick. It will come over. I feel like it'll pancake right just into your boxes. Do right you there. think that my farts are bad? I think if we took a poll on the world... I'd be in the top 1% of people that think your farts are absolutely, dude. <laughs> I've crop dusted the creek before at the creek of the cave. And I, and I got stuck one time and I looked because I couldn't get out. out there were so many people. And I watched it hit people. One by one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and then Cody goes, Cody Myers goes, Dude, did you fart? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you piece of shit. Dude, honestly, really? Like, our house smells like someone was <laughs> stir-frying steak. It smells like, like weed and fart. Like steak and gym socks. <laughs> and a wok. And a little coffee. No, and then just Febreze the pan to put out the fire. <laughs> like, it's just... So... Uh, the other day, so our rooms, we, we share a wall. There's one wall in between our two rooms in the back of the house. And the, uh, just yesterday, so I'm on, an air ma- I'm on an air mattress, newly divorced, sad white guy. Crushing life. <laughs> hardly. <laughs> on an air mattress, no dog, no cat, no wife. On an air you mattress. all that and just said hashtag winning. Yeah. Just killing it. And so, anyways, <laughs> I got an air up mattress. And when you fart on it, they like ricochet. They, it sounds hot, like they, like they like, yeah, they, like, they, like they like they like like they reverberate. They clap back. Yeah. And so I <laughs> farted yesterday morning, and you know I like sort of laughed. I love a good fart. And then I hear another monstrous fucking from the other room, and I felt it through the wall. <laughs> and I and I sort of laughed, but it was just funny because it's like eight a.m. like saying good morning to my roommate. And then, like, oh, he heard it. Well, I'm not going to leave your fart on red. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to see it and not respond. It's uh, so it is. It is pretty fun. Like uh, before, we'll, we'll talk about having being newly living with another guy as a New, roommate. You almost said newlyweds. Yeah, newlywed, newly, newly, newly roommates doesn't make sense. Moving on, nailed it. Um, but so. So I think, so we still haven't, you still haven't, I keep interrupting you. You're in Arizona. Is that where we were at? In Arizona, uh, fucking, you know, partied my face off, but did extremely well in school because I was studying shit that I was really into and then uh, moved to Brooklyn when I graduated after I traveled to Europe. Like I I took like. Uh, did a little backpacking. Yeah, dude. I took like four or five months. Such was, a white person thing. Yo, honestly though, I, I'll tell this. Check your privilege. First of all, gonna need you to check your privilege. Mom, uh, <laughs> mom, more meatloaf. Mom, <laughs> uh, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> mom, say the n word. She's not gonna do it. She's not gonna do it. She's not gonna do it. 
Uh, no, yeah, man. I, I, I fucking highly recommend it to anybody. Like it, uh, traveling, um, and being in other countries and different time zones and shit helps you realize that like your life isn't the only thing that is happening. Life is happening everywhere. It's all over the fucking place. Everywhere. Like, you see, so like you'll see an action movie and they're like fucking, you know, an asteroid hits Paris and you're like, ah, oh, sucks for them. And then you've been to Paris and you're like, fuck, dude, I was probably on a sidewalk there. Right. <laughs> that's, that's fucking intense. But, and obviously it's fake, but. Wait, by the way, you didn't answer where, what year was this that you went to Phoenix, by the way? I was there in two, th- from 2006 to probably 2009 because I moved okay. in 2010 to New Brooklyn. York. Yeah. Okay. And it was fucking gangbusters. And when, when you got there. to Brooklyn, you immediately were bartending and did nothing to do with your degree. No. Did you live with roommates when you first moved to Brooklyn? I was, dude, I was piecemealing everything together. I had no idea what I was doing. So did you go alone? You I, went alone to Brooklyn knowing no one. You didn't nobody. know anyone. Cool. Well, my sister. That's I respect. I did the same thing. My sister was living there, but she bailed like three months in. And also it's my sister. So like, whatever. And so. Yeah, you're like, bait it, whore. Yeah. Can you pull the mic close to your face, dude? You got to get to where it goes. Yeah, yeah. You got to pull it close to your face. I've got it there. Put it in your mouth. Put this close to your face. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you? You're going to smell it. Oh, God. Oh, man. It smells like burnt fucking meat. <laughs> That's oh. entire fire covered in hobo hair. Oh, dude. God, dude. All right. So. Man, man, I'm sorry. That's fuck you. <laughs> fuck your whole life. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, he feels your pain. That's what they used at fucking Dude, Saxon House. And there's been some podcasts. The prison camps. There's been some podcasts where I farted and it was just me and Andrew. And Andrew's like, you start oh, crying? My, oh my God. Yeah. Did what his the fucking fuck? hair fall out? What the fuck? Yeah. So I moved to New York and, uh, and like started, dude, I just started, I, I jumped into fucking bartending and uh, I just, cause you know, that's how I worked my way through college. I think that happens to a lot of fucking people, but like whatever. And uh, I, you know, ended up being really good at it. And I realized that like 80% of bartending, cause you can teach monkeys how to make a fucking good cocktail. Yeah. But you actually made real drinks. You weren't just doing dive bar drinks. Weren't you at fancy bars? Yeah, dude. I did legit shit. Yeah, you you know how to like make like a fucking rusty nail like in a Manhattan. I, like at some point you know or a rusty another, nail, at right? some point or another I probably knew five hundred drinks off the top. Yeah, of my you head. know how to do those drinks where it's all liquor and booze, no additives, like no like uh all the fancy all shit. all the drinks that I hate. I hate those kind yes. of cocktails. Yes. Chip, I want a fucking whiskey cubes, and coke or a shot with a chipping beer. Chipping the fucking ice. Yeah, muddling, mud, mudding, uh, muddling. Muddling, yeah, yeah all yeah. that shit. Yeah. And essentially, you're just taking Ugh. money off of college kids. They're, they're, it's their oh, parents I figured it was money. office people. It's a lot of that, too. Yeah, it's business guys that are all coked up. And you don't feel bad about it, but that's fucking $18 a cocktail. $18 for a cocktail. And then they tip well, I bet. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Let me ask you a bar. A lot of Jews. A lot of Jews. A lot of Jews. A lot lot of homeless. (laughs) Well, I said, came in. I said, wow. Such a big room. What a room. room. (laughs) It's a big room. Uh, Shout out fucking Shane Gillis. Uh, If you haven't seen Live in Austin, turn this off and go watch that. 
Old pale tits. Old red face pale tits. I got head. I got head. <laughs> Fucking savage. Her pussy smelled. <laughs> oh my god. She can't, you came in, I said, wow. The bell of the ball. <laughs> A lot of seats. <laughs> Um, so question for you. Yeah. What's the most money off? What's the most money you brought in in one night from tips? $1,800. Fucking hell. Yeah. God damn, dude. Me and my homie. How many hours did you work and was this for like a private event? 16 hour day. (sighs) Didn't have to be. We made it one. Super Bowl Sunday. I think, uh, first of all, shout out to my homie, Greg Diamond. Greg motherfucking Diamond, who owns one of the best bars in all That's of bed Neil Diamond's grandson. Uh, sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He could be. He's a bad motherfucker. He yeah. can do whatever he wants. Uh, shout out to Greg Diamond. Me and him got asked simultaneously if we wanted to work the entire double oh. Super Bowl Sunday. And we looked at each other and high five the night before when we were already drunk on our previous show. But you knew you were going to make a killing. We knew we were going to fucking crush. Yeah. So did he make 1800 too? Oh, yeah. So you technically, between the two of you, $3, you brought... $3,600. God damn. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Holy shit. I don't know shit. if he remembers this, and we That's walked wild. with cash. Wow, wow, wow. Cash money. So, uh, me and Greg Diamond... Shout out to Greg. Also, let me plug his bar real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Honorary Club in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. This motherfucker has one of the dopest bars... That it, it's Chicago, like, dive bar themed. And he owns it? He, him and his wife, uh, Diana. They're, they're the nicest, sweetest couple you've ever met in your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we get done, make sure you write that down. I'll put it in the description. 100%. It's the Lost Boys Club for bartenders that live in Bed-Stuy. And they're, they're the nicest people that you've ever met. Anyways... Moving on. My grandfather had a bed sty on his ass when he was in the nursing home. I bet he fucking did. <laughs> and it was named fucking Mason. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, the owner comes up and asks us if, cause I guess he really hadn't like nailed the schedule down. He was like, do you guys, he was our homie too. So shout out to Mark. Uh, he, uh, he goes, do you guys want to work Super Bowl Sunday morning? And we're like, fuck, I guess we're, we're going to close tonight, which is called the Clopin. It's the close to open. But because we were doing Super Bowl Sunday and we were already scheduled for Sunday night together because that was our shift, we were doing a Clopin, close to open, opening and then closing again. It was a double Clopin. Okay. <laughs> get out. A double Clopin, It was folks. a double Clopin. So, so you get off. So you close at uh, what time? We closed at. I mean, this is Brooklyn. So 4 a.m. 4 a.m. So then you would you just would, stay and it there. Was an industry bar. And you would stay there. Saturday though. night. So we would be there until 5.30. In the morning. Then we got back. To 5.30. So you and so, you get home at 6.30. And take a nap. And then you go back to set up. At what time? Because we opened at 11. Because there was God. a chili cook-off. So you literally had like four hours. Basically. To take a nap. Yeah. And a shower. Yes. Fuck. And then we're and you were 16. banged up already. Already, so banged up. Fucking god, dude. dude. But I, also, just it seems I got road hard. It put seems down like wet. it seems like it's also fun. Like that seems like a fun job. It it you know what? 
going back and like talking about it now, it's definitely fun. Right. But Feeling in the moment, it, in the moment, right. You're like, nah, this sucks. I fucked it. And you know, the only part that sucked because I will tell you right now, I worked at a place, shout out to Mark again and Greg and all of the homies from extra fancy. We had an institution in Brooklyn that was industry made, industry built and industry run. And it was for, it was like FUBU. What's, I don't know what FUBU. For us, by us. Oh, I thought you meant the clothing brand. Yeah, I did. But I mean, like the white, the white dude's I always called it FUBU. Those clothes are ugly. (laughs) Bar FUBU. It was like, it it was a for us, by us. Like Eric Job, Aaron Blakely, all these motherfuckers that I worked with. Like Rob, God damn, dude. Rob. Um, that ran the bar like we, we was Rob a uh, um, he was the bar manager yeah but was he a, a uh, douchebag yeah. no yeah. Uh, you know was he like <laughs> no no <laughs> a Jew was he a Jew no, I think he was he was uh, Ukrainian, so he, he oh, okay. liked to kill Jews. So probably a Jew, though. Well, it might have been. Because Nat's a Russian Jew. He's a Roo. Yeah, can- kangaroo. <laughs> he's a Roo. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a new Roo. Uh, dude, I... Uh, but yeah. yeah, so you... Yeah, that sounds fun, though. So fuck, dude. So, so you did a calm close. Wait, what was it? Copen? We clopen? did a double clopen. And so... <laughs> I went and I did a double clopen. <laughs> a clopen. Yeah. So how how yeah. do we having a clopen? It's something when you walk home and the birds are chirping and you go to sleep and the birds are chirping and then you wake back up for work and the fucking birds are chirping. A clopen? Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole done. fucking day was recording. I'll be damned. Oh, holy shit. No, so... uh will <laughs> be going to a clopen later. Someone call Leo! I'm gonna be going down there to the Scorsese when you need him! <laughs> <laughs> so, Aren't sound drops fun? Oh, they're so good, dude. <laughs> they're so good. My dick's hard right now. <laughs> Half hard. Uh, oh, god damn it. I yeah. Have Pump me up. Uh, so. Oh, yeah! So. <laughs> <laughs> I matched him. So uh, we we ran this place like it was kind of the Lost Boys Club. Yeah, it was like the uh, the uh, inmates ran the asylum. It's like Creek. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they don't get too wild over there. They don't. But it's if you, for, if you mean the employees. No, I would say I would com- compare like more to- if if the employees were comics and the, the okay. So if the employees were the comics and the comics were the other bartenders that worked around the city that came to visit. Oh, I I gotcha. It's just a full on party. I gotcha. Right. So and and we had it set up that way and we would just make a fucking killing. But we were all really good at our job for the most part. And uh, Steve Jobs, something like that. These and then finish off with blowjobs later. Yeah. Fucking suck them and fuck them, dude. In in fuckstry. Yeah. The in. In. Put it in. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. I lost it. Say it, dude. I, was, I couldn't think of something. Lost it. Go ahead. Finish. Finish. I have to edit it. So, no, I... I, <laughs> I Edit it out. We would, you know, I, I, I guess the point I was trying to make was, God damn, we finally got here. Uh, the point I was trying to make was um, the hardest part of my job is walking to work. 
Christopher walking to work. Just walking to fucking work. Because once I got through the door, it was like a party again. And I was in my 20s. So, like, I would be hung over until I... For the, uh, also, for people that uh, everyone doesn't know, uh, Chad is 56. Uh, 72. <laughs> with a dream. <laughs> <laughs> he he retired recently and, and I uh, fucked like I'm 20 and now he's doing comedy he retired he's doing his dream fuck I uh, know he's 48 everyone no <laughs> dude you're not far behind I cannot wait I know I'm only I can't five wait no he's 35 until you get to 35 and you go God damn it. <laughs> These hangovers suck. Well, and I can go, I fucking told you. Well, you know what you do is you just, you keep, just drinking. keep drinking. Yeah, everyone says that. <laughs> you don't know how to rally. I know. Dude, I can rally with the best of them. You're tough to get to rally. North Carolina. Rally, North Carolina. It's a hard hard trip. I mean, either you got to drive eight hours, dude, or you got to take a hopper flight. Oh, it's I probably way more than eight. insurance for that Probably flight. way more than eight dude, hours. you got a lot of weather cancellations and all kinds of other bullshit I got to deal with. And what if I want to take my cat? Does my cat plus, have COVID? Plus, I'm going to stand by Southwest. Don't fly those planes. Don't let them make you take the devil's number. Don't you get that vaccine? Oh, hell no. Don't you get it? Oh, hell no. Don't fucking make you gay. You want to be microchipped? <laughs> you want to be in a fucking zombie prison full of androids and queers? Speaking of that fucking <laughs> vaccine, a little update on, on fucking me. This fucking bullshit job I got down here, fucking moving furniture, they made me get the goddamn devil's number. Made me take that chip. I got the... I'm fucking vaccinated, goddammit! I'm fucking vaccinated! Oh! You know what the best part of it is? Fuck! You're wearing a shirt that says Perihelion. It's a solar panel company. <laughs> Shout out Perihelion. Yeah, you are a solar panel now, dude. Welcome to the club. Uh, I, I, sometimes I wake up and my you're hand... Providing, is, you're, dude, some, I've woke up and my balls were glowing. to yourself. I woke up the other day, my balls were glowing. The <laughs> my balls were glowing. They were glowing the other day. I used them as a lantern to get to the bathroom. Yeah? Yeah. I think it was the vaccine. I'm just waiting until I fucking... Till my dick stops working. No, for real though. I I did. I got that. And by the way, the second shot made me fucking more sick than when I actually had COVID. I know because you spent the entire time on my couch. Booster shot. More like fucking never getting it. (laughs) Because I didn't have anything that rhymed. We're going to work that one out. I didn't didn't have anything that rhymed. So I was like, just seriously, guys, don't get the vaccine. (laughs) No, get it. Don't. I don't think it does anything. I know people. Fine, we're not going to get into it, but don't get me started. Don't get me started. Booster shot. More God. Like loser cock. Let's go talk about farts some more. <laughs> All right. I derailed you yet again. I digress. <laughs> As I digest this truly. No, man. So. Yeah, going going back into the bar was the hardest part, you know? It was like the walk, the 20 minutes from my place, for like 15 minutes from my place to the coffee shop was the hardest part. And then once I had my coffee, getting into the bar, like, it was, it was like cheers, man. It was just all the homies. Right, it's fun. That's it, what I was saying, because like... It I, is, but it's also what you realize really quick if you're an intelligent person is it's like stripping. 
being a bartender. People say stand-ups like being a stripper. Being a bartender at a party bar, there is a very short life like shelf life for that uh, lifestyle uh, yeah and are you by the way are you getting fucked up while you're doing it too oh like hell, while you're yeah dude. you're drinking right well we drank there would be nights where people would like go hard for a reason and then take nights off and you would respect it most of the time by calling them gay yeah right and as making you do fun of them the whole night as you do you know, you'd be respectful of their space and their personal, you know, needs and, and requirements by calling them a faggot the whole time you're working with them and, and, and forcing shots down their face. Kind of like when you don't feel like going to do an open mic. And then I just I, call you a pussy and then your next thing you know, you're on stage and you're like, yeah, comedy. Yeah, I'm a man. Yeah. Uh, if you call me a pussy, I'm going to go. Which is why I'm I moved a comedian into my house because I wanted that extra push. And uh, part of and by the way, so I also I just part of a little bit more about this whole Austin move, dude. Like I work at uh, Vulcan now, yeah, which is dope as fuck. I work. I'm the weekend guy, door guy there, security. It's fucking awesome. Love being there. Brag much? And and it's fucking. It's the atmosphere is just. Every time I walk in there, I just feel like this song should be going. It's <laughs> a big word for you, dude. Doses and mimosas? No, atmosphere. That was a big word for you. I'm oh, yeah. Hey, well, you're an atmosqueer. I'm, I'm fucking super How about that? Here. You should atmosphere my ass when how, I fart. The, 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 you you the, stepped how, on it. Did how, you hear that? I said, I said you should atmosphere my farts. I do. Because they stink. <laughs> And you ask me why I get upset when you fart. And if I, honestly, if I was just someone that you knew at a bar, I probably wouldn't get so mad. But I know what you eat. Yeah. Hey, let's do a little fun game here. Let's play uh, what did, what's Mason's diet like at home. Tell the folks out there what it's like living with me and like watching me eat. What do uh, I eat? If you want to know what Mason eats... Just watch Back to the Future 2 when Doc fuels up the fucking uh, uh, time machine. <laughs> it's garbage going into a hole <laughs> that, that's making nuclear waste. <laughs> that's essentially all it is. <laughs> it's fucking... Queso ruffles drenched in fucking chili and Coors and Miller Lite. Yeah, I was about to say... I'm You're I'm trying to get a lifetime sponsorship by Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Miller Coors. Lite. We have there's our recycling bin fills up twice as fast as our trash can. Because <laughs> we don't recycle. No, we don't eat food. It's just oh. all beer cans <laughs> and fucking cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Hey, what, cheers. By the way, yeah, I fucking cheers. love you. Love you too, buddy. Oh, what What are some like? Uh, well, here, go go ahead. We'll finish. Well, before we get into roommate stuff, go ahead. We'll finish talking about you living in New York. No, fuck, man. I all right. Well, so all right. So that was some New York stuff, and then you, and then the pandemic hit. Yep. And now you were with a chick for like six years. Yep. Yep. And you guys broke up. Yep. And you went back home during the pandemic to California, and that's when you started comedy, right? Was back uh, home. No, no, actually. Uh, I don't want to hear about doing one or two mics in New York. 
Well, no, it's kind of important though because the the home base for me here, which uh, I, I have to say is like my home away from home, uh, and I fucking love it. What bro. Austin? No, uh, Creek in the Cave. Like my oh, because f- you went there when it was in. Because for those of you that don't know, Creek in the Cave used to be in Queens. It was in Long Island City in Queens, and uh, it was a. About a 15 minute walk over the bridge from my house in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, which is just north. It's like a Polish neighborhood just north of Williamsburg. And uh, everyone go follow Creek in the Cave on Instagram. Fuck also, yes, dude, that place is a great is, club for beginning comics and just headliners also that well, but they're the ones that are already in. But it's a great, great place for they do open mics every day here in Austin. It's a mecca, and it's great. It's I mean, you know, What's it's a, like made for people to use as a clubhouse and begin comedy. I mean, it's wonderful. They treat comics great. It's fucking the best. Rebecca, uh, shout out Rebecca Trent. I haven't met you yet, but I will at some point. <laughs> You've met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what they're doing for comedy is... Very important. And, but it's just so selfless. Right. They don't need to be that... Like, she doesn't need to be that club. Right. I think she likes... She appreciates being that... I know that there are other things that she probably wants to do and that she's aspiring to do and, and will do uh, very soon because they're very success. I think they're probably doing very well now that they're back up and running here. And uh, I, I think there's big things in their future. But like the the selflessness of that place for the weird. Yeah, because comics are fucking nuts. It's just a weird clubhouse. Right. That puts on really amazing shows. And they have headliners and, on yeah, weekends. Yeah, dude. But I mean, they have great fucking... They have all the people that started there in New York. Shows, like Mark Norman was a was a door guy there. 100%. Back in New York. And and they don't have to do that. They don't have to do weekly open mics. They don't have to give people time. They're doing it because they want to cultivate a scene and, and make a... a a safe place for fucking comics to hang out and like work on shit and like do stuff and like build, uh, kind of like build their own thing. And, and that's, I I think that's one of the things that I admire about that whole, um, that club and that whole situation is that there are a lot of places that are super competitive and they're, you know, they're worried that if they bring up some really hype new talent, they're going to get their shine off of them and then move on to something else. And it's like, no, just like build shit here, represent, respect it and appreciate it. And like everyone, all ships rise with the tide. You know what I mean? I think I, I just I admire that. I'm, I'm so boxing right now and it's fucking stupid because I'm way too early in to be doing this. But like. I, I really, really appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, and you saw what they were doing in New York, too. And you knew yeah, it. Man, you were very and, comedy aware. Well, and, and, and like, it was the place that I did my first open mic. I actually met Hans for the first time doing an open mic, like, four years ago oh, in okay. Long Island City. And, Shout um, out Hans Kim. Hans New regular Kim, on man. Kill Tony. And he's a fucking monster, dude. Like, he's been at it for a while. He And, and the, the guy, like, has put his time in and has not swayed and has been working his fucking ass off and he deserves all the shit that's coming to him um but like yeah man i met him there i met a bunch of other people there like dude i, I met kyle kanane at the bar there yeah like, just after i did an open mic set downstairs well comedy is one of those things too and i've said this before but comedy is one of those things where 
other com uh, veteran comics are the ones who will bring up the other comics. Sure, they're the ones who sort of almost decide who's going to be next. Like yes. because they're the ones that go, "Hey, I want you to come be my opener," or "Hey, I like you. You want to do a guest spot?" Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I was lucky enough uh, a couple weekends ago. Maddie Smith, uh, a New York uh, comic, um, very funny. She's very funny. Check out Maddie Smith. I, I, I hope I'm not getting her last name wrong. It sounds right. Maddie no, no, no. Smith, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you got it. She's uh, very funny. She was at Vulcan, and I met her after at the Creek, and uh, she, uh, I got to do a guest spot on her headlining show. at. Um, she was headlining Creek last weekend. That's how it happens. And I got to do like a little five-minute spot, you know? Yeah. And that's awesome. For someone at my level, you know, like I'm not like doing anything great, you know, so that but that's how it starts. It's like someone asks you to come to a guest spot and then, you know, things keep going and you're still hitting open mics. And then hopefully you're fortunate enough one day that some professional really likes you. Yeah. It, just like what happened with Dan Carney and Tim Dillon, you know, Tim Dillon liked Dan Carney and brought him on the road. Same thing with. Joe Rogan liked um, Ari Shafir and Joey Diaz. Dude, Gillis is is opening for fucking Kreischer right now. And he, he, yeah, and he also opened for doing, Louis C.K. Doing stadiums. Yeah, fucking stadiums. And that's how Sold it works. Thirty five thousand people. So it's not up to it's not up to you to make fucking industry like you. No, it's to make the other comics appreciate you and like what you're doing. I mean, kind of all of the above, but yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is, industry's not going to come into an open mic and go or at a show on a weekend and go, Hey, I like you. Let me give you a sitcom. Like that's not really going to happen. It's up to it's, you're more out to, obviously you want to kill in front of a real crowd, Yeah. but you also want to impress the person whose show it is. Like that comic is more important than some fucking, uh, industry person. Yeah. Cause a comic can change another comic's life mm. if they're at that level, yeah. you know, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and I, and I think, you know, there, there's that old saying that like, real recognizes real and like, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're the universe rewards hustle, right? So like you may not see progress in your day to day. This is also a marathon, not a sprint in in comedy, but you may, and, and, and part of that is recognizing that like you may not see your progress day to day, but like over the course of time, you're consistently getting better. And I was talking to another very funny little comic, Fuzzy uh, Kilji, about this the other night. He was like, Did you I say just... funny little comic? No, uh, local. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's, like he's, he's not little. living in Austin now. Yeah. No, he's definitely not little. Uh, love you. Uh, <laughs> in case you're listening to this. Uh, he, We were talking at Parlor Room before we were both going on. And uh, he was telling me he had just gone back to Wisconsin. He was like, dude, you should get out of Austin for a little bit and do some shows somewhere else because you're going to realize how much stronger you've gotten just by like being here and oh, doing yeah. spots consistently. Right. Because he was like, I went back to Wisconsin. I played spots at places that I hadn't been to in like six months since I moved here. And like I went from barely getting laughs to destroying Hell yeah. in those rooms. And and dude, I, I can't no wait idea. to go back to Boston. I And that's what I'm saying. But I think that this new material I got, I don't know if it'll fly up there. <laughs> You know, you can't just go around saying the N-word all willy-nilly. I honestly... No, I'm kidding. I do not do that. (laughs) Immediately regret saying that. (laughs) Not far off, though. No. If we're honest. (laughs) No. My dad said it, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the theater. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, no, man. I, I, and I think that's true. I, I feel like, you know, um, you don't see it happen moment to moment, but like your hustle and the amount of fucking spots that you do and your, your ability to just go up whenever. And I, I and I'm still really working on getting that nailed down, you know, like, yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you just need to keep remembering you're only six months in. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I get ahead of and myself. Which by the I, way, don't let me, I'm not. I'm only, I'm three years. I'm not a fucking professional. Yeah. I only know what I know and I, you know, I'm not telling you how to do it, but. Well, and, and the thing I remind myself of is, you know, I, there, there was a very like clairvoyant kind of like, uh, uh, not kind of like uh, cheat code that I learned when I was opening my own bar, but like there are no secrets to doing anything. Yeah, and there's also no book on how to do comedy. But there's also not a book to do a lot of things. There, they, like life it doesn't. They, there, there's probably a book on fucking welding out there. Oh, a hundred percent. But that's <laughs> that's a tangible thing that you can fucking. Yeah, you can anytime learn you're talking it. about doing something creative and you want it to be successful, like there's a lot of people that can tell you how to do what they did, but it's also what they did, and you don't want to redo that. Right. You yeah, want yeah, to yeah. do what you do. Yeah. So. What you have to realize is that, you know, there isn't a cheat code. There's not. And also comedy. Also, everyone. People can call you. People can look at you and be like, you suck. Sure. Like, it's not. It's it's a very. Dude, do you realize that, like, you can be at Dave Chappelle's level and people are still trying to fucking take you down? Yeah, right, right. So that never stops. Right. Like, that never stops. But the thing to remember is, like, there isn't a cheat code for any of this shit. You everyone's making it up as they go along. So every time that you second guess your instincts or a thing that you think is the right move or a way that you want to go, you have to go like, all right, you know, uh, is this the right thing or is this the wrong thing? Or am I trying to replicate something someone else has done already? No, just do the shit that makes sense to you and say the stuff that means something to you that you actually think is fucking funny and and you're never you're not going to go wrong because I think at the end of the day a lot of people um, you know you, you get into these, these positions where you think that like guys like you know uh, Kreischer Segura or all these guys they had some fucking cheat code no they put their fucking hours okay so let, let's let's go all the way back you, you, you know this plague of people that show up at open mics because their friends told them they were funny and they're not funny at all? Right. Because there's something about certain people that... There's a lot of people where I funny. wonder who ever told... Who told you you were ever funny? Yes. Right? Like, what, there's a lot of people who don't make eye contact and think they should do stand-up. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I've met people who don't know how to shake hands. Yeah, no, you belong in a fucking prison cell. Like, why are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's people here that I'm pretty sure are on the run. Yeah, we need you in a fucking room full of mattresses. Yeah, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> it's like it's like that 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 little bit that I wrote that was just for comics. It's like yeah, you know I want you know it's like these open micers go to these other cities <laughs> cities to find the other open micers, and it's like same thing for homeless people. You know, like, yeah, they find the homeless people and they hang out, but it's like. The, the comics here are also homeless. Yeah. And crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And, oh, well, that burnt my nostrils. Uh. But uh, point is, though, and, and I don't mean any of the ones, any, anyone that listens to this that lives in your car, the ones that I know are good at stand-up, but I'm just saying, there's a lot of weirdos. Yeah. 
that fucking do comedy. Like, there's a lot of strange folks. Isn't it odd to you that the ones that live in their car are almost the best? Yeah, and, and that the they're ones the ones that, that, you, that are so willing. hundred percent. The, the guys that, that are, the guy, and we all know who we're talking about. 100%. But the guys that move to Austin and live in their car are the ones that are hustling the hardest. The hardest. The hardest. They and make they are me here, want to work harder. They are here for a mission. Every time. And I, I give the them, and I give I you guys more. shout out to the, to the. Car living comics, because you guys are the fucking, you guys are doing it. Monsters, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then you meet the guys that you think are living in their car, and they're actually funded by their parents. Yeah, or they there. work at Google. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, ah, no, now I get it. Yeah, right. I understand everything right. now. No, yeah, dude. I, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it, fuck, dude. It's a well, weird situation. I, I, uh, I definitely, I think that, uh, like, okay, so going back, like, starting open mics, like, um, I, I went to Long Island City. Oh, right. Oh, man, I'm glad you remembered that, because I forgot where all that was, yeah. or all that went from. So, that brought to you by the ADD host of High Noon, uh, who uh, just cannot fucking sit still on a conversation. <laughs> so, uh, it was it was the same thing. It was, it was a hideaway for for weirdos and it was subterranean and it was a smaller room. It was probably half the size. No, it was like a fucking giant closet. It was like, uh, if you, Oh, it was a studio. Basically downstairs, the open mic room, the stage room. Was oh, big. I thought you were talking. Oh, okay. My bad. So it was a restaurant, a downstairs bar, the long Wait, city Creek in the cave. Oh, okay. I was, was a, way long, way off. God damn. California Tex-Mex restaurant upstairs. That's what the Creek in the cave was. Yes. Uh, a venue right next door with like a decent stage and like a, probably like 150 person room. And then the downstairs was like, you could fit 40 people in there if they were sitting on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, one of those, like six inch riser stages. For, yep, 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 yep. That's and how the comedy studio all glass, in, in, and then in it was Somerville the, is. The bar outside of that, subterranean, and then the backyard. Uh, I prefer Mediterranean. Sure, yeah. Uh, women. That's what's up. <laughs> A little olive oil on that puss. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we. I we bet her butthole smelled like pasta. Dude, and honestly, when I started, I would walk over there, um, over the. Pulaski Bridge. Shout out to the Pulaski Bridge. Uh, I would walk over there in the fucking snow and, uh, and and do these open mics. How many open mics do you think you did at the Old Creek in the Cave? Seven. Okay. So you really technically weren't doing comedy. No. Okay. I would go there once. I would go there once a week on my... My my days now, off. Was the New York Creek in the Cave, were they doing uh, every night open mics or not? Not like here. It wasn't like here. I, I think they definitely had like spots that were going on like th- like had, showcases. They had showcases, but they were they weren't doing open mics, I don't think, every night. They were doing like three, four nights a week, maybe. Um probably Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, but and this was when everything was open still. You know what I mean? So there wasn't a necessity or a need or want for like uh. It wasn't doing anything for them downstairs. Right, right. You know? So, I would show up and... Dude, there was... It was the fucking... It was the carnival circus of, like, comedians. 
Like you think that the fucking open mic here is weird. Like there was people, there was a people like, wandering it off the street. There was one guy that would show up every week with rollerblades on, and he would come down the stairs and do his whole set with rollerblades on. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. But he would rollerblade to the venue, leave his rollerblades on. Sometimes he would change into his shoes, but I hated that. I was like, leave your rollerblades on. Yeah, put on, the dude. wheels on. Yeah. Now get leave up the there wheels and fucking, on. Get up there and spin. Do a 360. Yeah, right. <laughs> what the fuck? Was but, it funny? No. <laughs> no, it was brutal. I don't know why I it was brutal. asked that. The whole thing that was funny was that he was doing comedy in rollerblades. Yeah. But he would come, like, he was, so someone would be doing, if this is Roller not gades. the perfect setup for a New York, like, comer, up-and-comer fucking open mic, you would be doing a set. I remember doing, like, three minutes there on the mic and hear... And it was him was coming that? down the stairs in his oh, oh, fucking yeah. roller skates. Yeah, yeah. And did they have the orange stop on the front? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. It wasn't those. It was roller blades. Oh, oh, oh. The eight wheels. Yes. Yeah, okay. He, and then he would fucking Blades, stomp, not skates. Stomp down the fucking stairs. Yeah, because they got to go sideways. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and it was like it, it was. I mean, it was amazing. It, I, it, I'll they, never forget. I, I feel that. like when he would come down the stairs, you would just hear like fucking the whole time. Do you remember when we sick some penis? <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's hilarious. It was fucking great. And so you did seven mics there. I mean, I probably did more, but like if we're if we're just having fun, like yeah, I mean, so maybe then, like seven or ten. And then from there, you broke up with your girlfriend. We we went through a massive like falling out rough patch after the pandemic. I had what it wasn't during. Nah, because I mean, when, so are we were, at twenty twenty at this point? Yeah. So, so, like, what month of 2020 do you think you left New York? I know exactly the month. I, I left in uh, late September of 2020. Oh, do you remember? September. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> when I left New York in September. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So nice. I uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It was she was on the rocks for a while. I almost fought her dad in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Thanksgiving the year before, then the pandemic hit, and we were just like, I think everybody did the same thing. Like we knew at some point, like everybody was like fucking it off. I was fucking it off. I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna pass. And then when it landed, and we saw like when we saw like how the media and the government was handling it and like everything was blowing the fuck up. You mean the Jews, right? Yeah, the fucking, Controlling the fucking yeah, media, Yeah, the overlords. Dude. The war. the frogs gay. Uh, they, they basically like, they made it seem like the world was going to end. So yeah. we went into full fucking... And also New York like flipped out too. Oh, dude, Brooklyn was like premier hotspot. You mean Jew York? Bro, the... <laughs> <laughs> my fucking landlord would love that. He'd be dancing right now. Yeah. My old landlord. Get out of town. Your landlord yeah. was a Jew? Pay me some money or you move out of the apartment, okay? 
Was he Russian? Yes, there are no, uh, there are no uh, contracts. You just pay me the money. Uh, yabba dabba do. Yeah. Your mom is now a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, you know, you kind of like huddled together. It was like one of those things. It was like a like a very prolonged nuclear air raid. You know, when like you hear a the prolonged siren, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, don't you hate when that happens? If I fucking prolapse my entire I got, body, I, dude. I, I like just when flip I, me inside out like fucking Duke Nukem, like a prolonged, <laughs> prolonged dick. Nailed it. Um, so we basically like kind of huddled together for like eight months and uh, had this weird moment where like shit was good. Then all the stuff that uh, I wanted to do that I had fucking like pissed off i uh i started focusing on and one of those things was comedy i also opened a bar in the middle of the pandemic which is fucking rad uh hell yeah and and dude was it was it literally it was probably just fucking hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, it, I mean, it was it was fucking dope. Like we we had, it was, the, so the the basic premise of the bar was I want to do a tiki bar with an In and Out burger and a psychedelic theme. Yeah, it was called Bad Trip. Oh no shit! It Hold was on, dope as fuck. Well, I've been tripping for ten hours on three hits of liquid microdone. Yeah, let's go to the bar. <laughs> I'm about to take some acid. Um, so yeah, we we fucking, you know, we opened this, we opened this place. I was making more money than I ever had, and uh, you know, uh, watched kind of this little dream that I had come to fruition. And I realized that I was still fucking bummed on everything, dude. Like I just wasn't happy. So I packed all my shit and threw it in my fucking jeep, and uh, we closed out the the restaurant during the pandemic because like that ran its course we did it for like four or five months and it was dope and it just basically acted like a pop-up you know we had i had some really dope friends um shout out to julian and noah uh back in new york they own a massive restaurant group that's fucking crushing it um i love you guys thank you for the opportunity but like yeah man i uh i had this weird point in my life where like i didn't have fucking kids i, I wasn't married I wasn't attached to anything. And I was like, what, what is the one thing that I've always thought would make, you know, the most sense for me and that I've never done? Like the one thing that I've had in the back of my mind just chewing at me and it was fucking stand up, man. I, I, I don't know what about it, but like I remember watching um, Eddie Murphy Raw for the first time and, and I was probably 11 and just going, that's fucking awesome. Right. That's fucking Like he's talking awesome. and just, it's so funny. Well, and I no, just, yeah. so I didn't even I, know the references that he was making. Right. But the fact that no. he was just making my dad laugh and I was cracking up and everyone was happy, like that made so much sense to me. Right. Like it, it transcended all of the shit that was going on for... When Whatever you, reason. When you first heard comedy, like with Eddie Murphy, so my first stand-up to ever see was Larry the Cable Guy on the Blue Collar, Com- Blue Collar Comedy uh, Tour. Yeah. And I remember thinking, how can someone just go up there and just talk? Uh-huh. 
and be funny. I didn't because I didn't know how many years this guy had put into that. Because when you see it, you just assume it's just some guy. Yeah. That's talking and he's funny. Yeah. But now I know because we're in it that that guy was 18 years into comedy. Yep. You know he was a professional. Yeah. That was not unprepared. But I just remember as a kid, as also a, an act. I mean, yeah, exactly. He, but he, he did but regular stand up for years. As a ten or eleven year old, seeing that, I remember thinking, "How is someone just able to just speak and be funny like that?" Which is such an adolescent thought, but it's still a thought that a lot of adults still have. Yeah, they think yeah, that people he just that don't walks know up comedy. there with a, a shirt with cut off sleeves, and that's and just he's who like, he is. Meh, meh, meh. No, it's right. a fucking. 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think Tater Salad just came into his brain? Exactly. But so let's talk about uh, what it's like living with each other. (laughs) I think that'd be fun. (laughs) What about Uh, you? You think that'd be fun? Oh, sure. You want to do that? Why don't don't I just let... If you feel comfortable with it. Well, let's let's just... uh, (laughs) why why, Why don't you say... Tell a couple stories about what it's been like living with someone who's been married for eight years and now... And I'm an only child, and now I and I live with you now. You know what's that like? I, okay, so let's let's start here. Let let's start at square one. Okay, first of all, yeah. How did we move in together? Or well, how did I move into your house? I think the universe brought us together <laughs> on and, and of all places, a rainy street. In Austin, Texas, yeah. which is like the party capital where we absolutely never hang out unless we're doing a show. Down yeah, because it's more like Gainey Street. It's so gay. It no, it's terrible. It's where like packs of twelve to fifteen. It's where the tourists go. Bros it's, go yeah, to find pussy when they're coked up. Yeah, it's where where the horists go too. <laughs> fucking dumb bitches. But we no. met we, we we met at this awesome fucking show where we were both uh, we were both gonna do a spot and. Uh, we ended up shooting the shit after I got off stage, and uh, I sat in an open room. And I did no and research. That's where his first mistake was. Did no research. That's where the first mistake was. That's no he questions. Said, he said, "I have an open room," and I was like, "Oh shit, that's the wrong one. That's no, Three it's... Stooges. My bad. Hold on. Wait. Let's wait, 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 hold on. Son of a. Bi- oh yeah. Uh, we'll edit it." So, yeah, that was where uh, the first mistake was. Certainly. <laughs> totally worth interrupting you. Go ahead. <laughs> I told you there'd be a lot of that. <laughs> this is that's, exactly how I thought this was going to go. It's my ADD. I told you. exactly how I thought this was yeah. going to go. This whole thing is your brain on fucking steroids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean my, my asshole's on hemorrhoids, so... It fits. <laughs> Do anybody's farts go different directions? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one was quick, right? So, a, yeah, it was pretty that was good. That a good timing. So, uh, yeah, man, we we got to talking and I was drunk, which, you know, that happens uh, for you and me. And I did no fucking research. Wait, uh, you drink? From, you know, I've been known to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Boys can't have a little fun. A uh, couple drinks. <laughs> guys can't so have fun. We we basically like uh, in a matter of days you you had uh, pushed yourself on me and 
I did not. You're like, I, dude, I got an air mattress and I got a, uh, I got some cash in my pocket. I'm I was like, I said, I said, I have a fucking deadline that I got to be out of this fucking house. Yeah. That I'm, st- I was, because I was, shout out to Nat for letting me come down and stay. I'll be forever Nat grateful. But they needed me out. You know, they needed God me bless out. God I, I had a deadline. Fucking animal. I needed that. Oh, speaking of. Hold on. Yeah, fucking. play the Jew bit. Yeah. <laughs> Way to step on the joke, asshole. Just keep moving, I guess. Go ahead. Fuck. Not going to do it now. No, definitely play it. Definitely play it. No, thank you, Nat, for letting me stay with you. So, and, and you fucking somehow Jedi mind tricked me into coming and helping you move into my place. No, you skipped a huge part. First of all, we talked and barely. Yeah. And then, and then you came to Vulcan and you were like, fuck it, let's do it. And then how high was I? Well, I mean, you had been out. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I was drunk. But you were like, you were like, yeah, you can move in. And I was like, all right, I need you to come. My truck was out of commission. Yeah, it was. No, because my fucking gas tank was fucking rotted out from living next to the ocean in fucking Boston. (laughs) And fucking, and I had to get a new goddamn fuel pump. You pronounced it wrong. What? My fucking gas tank was out from fucking, fucking gas tank, Boston, dude. dude. Dude, listen, I was up I was there. down there on the fucking shore. I was up there. I was doing I was, some I was fucking, on the shore. I was doing some fucking smack, dude. This fucking guy, dude, he came over. He said, he said, yo, dude, your fucking gas tank's fucking rotted, dude. I was like, ah, oh, go fuck yourself. Give me a quarter. I was like, bro, you're a fucking welder. What are you bringing your fucking gas tank into the fucking... Uh, you can fucking do it, dude. Station fire. You can fucking do it, dude. What are you doing for the station Listen, fire? these fucking faggots down in fucking New York... It's a bunch of fucking Ponzi faggots. Listen, I'm gonna Don't go... know shit about Southie, dude. Listen, you boys didn't just knock over a star market <laughs> for a box of quarters. No, you were fucking you up some You are not a cop. You were fucking up some markets. You are not a cop. You are not. You are a fucking astronaut. <laughs> So anyways, you let me move in. You said I could move in, and I asked you politely if you would come help me because you have also fellow Silverado owner. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. have a long wheelbase HD diesel, 2500, yeah, yeah. baby. Hell yeah, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, you came over, and you were gracious enough to not only let me move in, but to help me with all my shit. And you repaid me handsomely. I sucked his dick. Twice. <laughs> See, I beat you to it. And there was ice cream involved. Uh, but no. Um, Moons over my hammy. So, all right. So then I move it. Cut to you move me in. Yes. I'm living with you now. Uh-huh. Been here since uh, November. Yep. I, I've been here, right? Like November. November. Yeah. End yeah, of yeah, October. Because yeah. I was only with Nat for two weeks. Yep. So I've been with you since the end of October. Yes, sir. Uh, we had a fucking awesome Thanksgiving blow. What are you trying to do? I move in. You get me all moved in, which uh, saved my life because I had nowhere to go. I got turned down by two apartments. Yeah. Uh, and I was really at, at a point where I was about to be one of these comics that was living in my truck, honestly. Yeah. And uh, luckily I met you and you fucking, you know, you let me move in. It really saved things. Yeah. So what's it been like? It's like a Make-A-Wish Foundation. But uh, the African kid actually like comes and lives in your house. It was great. Uh, no. Yeah, so what's it been like, though? 
Uh, I think people would be interested to hear what it's like because I've only lived with my wife. Have you ever for the last eight years? And so, I think people are aware of what she went through. I think it'd be funny to hear what you're going through. Uh, I mean, I think uh, the the best way I can put it is that it's uh, it's essentially. I moved in with a fart machine, uh, and honestly, like there, there are moments where I'm I'm like uh, turned on weirdly. Like he'll come out of the shower very wet, looking like a fucking shaved ape. Yeah. So anyway, he's moving on from and, his it, and it bothers me. It, it bothers me. It bothers me that I that I like it. Uh, but I'm also curious to see what will happen in the future. Uh, he's got a lot of... He's got a lot of... Uh, I was hoping you were going to go into some stories of specific things that have happened, and instead you made it a gay fucking dream, apparently, of yours. So I'll be moving out uh, no, no. within the week. Hey, whoa, 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 so if anyone's wait, looking wait, for a on. new roommate, <laughs> I'm available, because this fucking guy... No, no, I mean, you, you, listen, you want to uh, trounce around with, with your fucking chest hair all pronounced. You're a poker, too. You're a poker. You like poking your fucking belly out. It's not poking. It's just how it is. No, you, you poke it. It's extended. You're a poker. It's a beer belly. <laughs> it's a distended. And actually, you know what's funny is I'm in like, the, I weigh the least. I'm like in the best shape that I've been in in years. Oh, yeah. I lost like 20 pounds when I moved here. Did a doctor tell you that? No, I'm like I'm like one of the in shape, out of shape. Like I look good, but I'm not in the best of health. This is why Joe Rogan is terrible for people, because you just the the bro science is just yeah. Like I look like rampant. like I look fucking like I'm muscular, you know. Like I fucking like I look good. You think you do? But oh yeah, all, all the people that say like you look like you work out, they're all lying. How many people tell you? Oh, it's a daily thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly comics, though, and they're all a bunch of unhealthy yeah, fucks. Yeah, 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 But no, like, so for real, though, you've you you take... seen my picture of me in that tracksuit. No, yeah. I was much fat. I weighed 200 pounds, when I fa- and now I weigh like 180, 182. Sure. I've lost weight sure, since sure. moving here. It's because I only eat once a day now. Yeah. Because I sleep till fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so the the main the main reason, uh, the the main thing I think I should I, I should point out that a lot of people don't know about Mason. If you're if you're listening to this and you know Mason, uh, which is is probably the case, you should know that uh, the the one thing I was actually super nervous about with him moving in, based on the way that he looks, and I'm I'm sorry for saying this. Is that you were gonna be a fucking dirtbag? Yeah, you were gonna be like, there was gonna be chili in the fucking pot when I woke up, and garbage everywhere, and open beer cans. You're actually like, you're clean, like yeah. metrosexual clean. Yeah. And I think you do it as like a coping mechanism. It's like if I'm gonna live this dirty, I have to exist clean. Yeah, maybe. Like I have to wake up in a clean environment, and every time, dude. You know what makes me yeah, feel terrible? Yeah, I mean, I terrible? clean the toilet once a week. And God bless you. I, you know what makes me feel the worst? Is that I'll wake up feeling super hungover going to my job. 
Well, and, and you used to have a job early in the morning. You don't anymore. <laughs> but like when you did, I would come home. <laughs> I would come home and your bed would be made. <laughs> and I know you left 30 minutes after me and I would be like, God, fuck this guy, dude. <laughs> fuck this guy. And, and, and it's an air mattress. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I have a fucking cow king. I got a cow king. And I, I, I'll wake up every once in a while. I'll be like, fuck it. I don't even care. I'm so tired. I'm doing construction all day. Yeah, and I'm yeah. fucking sleeping like garbage because I'm fucked up all night. Doing mics and blowing fucking dudes. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I, I just get home and I look into your room and it's flawless. And I'm like... <laughs> Fuck you, dude. And I fold my clothes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like a chick. It, 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 it's from living with... It's from being married. Sure. Like, she, she... Pull she, your mic closer to your face, please. She... She... And she... Uh, <laughs> sort of installed all those habits. And I've always been like that. Like, I'm a very particular person. No kidding. Like, I'm very particular. Yeah. Like, I like things... I think I have like a touch of OCD and autism. So like I think that like I you sort don't, of but of either no you were just an only child that lived with a woman that cared for you deeply for eight years. Well, she was messy. That, well, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm just saying you you've gotten what you wanted for a really long time, and now you know how life feels when that happens. Right, and you don't want to go backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like now, like I like things a certain way. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And that's included with being clean. Like I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you know. I sweep almost every day. Yeah. Like I, I sweep this whole house constantly. <laughs> like it's just, and it's not for you. It's for me. Sure. Cause I like to walk around barefoot and not step on stuff. Yeah. And it's just my own thing. And so like when I'm in my room, like, like if you look in my closet, everything is sorted, you know, I've yeah. got, and then, and then don't get me started on my drug organization. Like, I, you've seen how that is. I got everything where it needs to be. Everything's in containers. You it's called all... me the other day, and you were like, hey, pick up one shoebox, move the other one to the left. Open <laughs> one, move a couple things to the left. Open the book. Inside the book, you're going to see a magazine article. Don't open that magazine article. The stuff's in there. Take the stuff in the magazine article with you. Bring it down to where I need you to go. Hand it to me. Gently. Don't get it wet. Don't get it wet or moist. Oh, keep, and then also please put everything back in the same order. Keep it away from your penis. <laughs> and it's like, and then the other night I go, I go, uh, hey man, so in my room, on the desk, behind the picture of my dog, there's a pill bottle. Open that pill bottle. There are two pills that look the same. One's big and one's small, but they look the same. Bring me the small one. It's like, <laughs> it's like a riddle. It's like a fucking no, it's riddle. It's way more clear than a riddle. It's way more clear than a riddle. There are two pills that look the same. They are not alike. <laughs> Dude, hey, that's like grab the smaller pill. Dude, bring it to me. <laughs> also, don't take one. You won't like it. No, it'll make you sad. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, I was saying the other day, like, uh, any anyone that's done Kill Tony that gets that joke book 
It's like if you get the big joke book, that's like the, hey, you were funny. Yeah. Here you go. And and I always say it's funny because you'll see these other comics. Thanks for comics, rubbing it in, by the way. You'll see these other comics out that have them. And it's like, this is my Kill Tony joke book. There are many like it, but, but this, this one, one is, is mine. mine. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Marine yeah, 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 rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so you were surprised that I was clean. Pleasantly surprised. I just, to be honest with you, the entire drive back from your room at, at Nat's, Nat's house, yeah, I was like, "We'll see. We're gonna figure this out." Yeah, and and then we got here, and you started moving in, and I was like, "All right." And I cleaned that room. I came back. Okay, so I you look like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Hey, I'm bro Simity Sam. Something like that. <laughs> and hey, that was pretty good. And I fucking I I left the house after we packed your shit. We packed your shit in. I left the house. I don't remember where I went. And uh, I came back. I remember telling a buddy of mine. I was on the phone with him. I go. I might have just made the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> Like not the big, obviously yeah, yeah, not no, the biggest. Continue. I was yeah, over exaggerating, but I was like, I might have just made a really big mistake. And he was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "I had that whole house to myself, and I just moved this guy, and I have no fucking clue what's going on, and uh, all his shits in like containers. He's living on a mattress. <laughs> it's like these little fucking plastic containers. He had a picture. <laughs> I actually said this on 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 a phone call. I go. He has a fucking framed picture of him on a dirt bike that he wanted to keep in the car so we could keep it safe. Yeah. And he was like, it's a good picture. Sure. (laughs) You don't think that's a good picture? No, it's an awesome picture, dude. But like me fucking ripping it up on a dirt bike, dude. Bro, the fact that that's your most cherished possession (laughs) was a little bit of a red flag. No, because I left my frame that I made of old barn wood with a mirror and I left that to my wife. Tight. Uh, <laughs> and my 65 inch TV and my sound bar and my $1,700 mattress. This isn't a therapy session for you. So, <laughs> so we get back. I left my wife everything. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, so we, I get back from running errands from wherever the fuck I was on that conversation. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hi, my name's Mason. And I'm going through a divorce. I just moved in with another 35-year-old man because I thought it was a good idea to move to Austin, Texas and leave my wife, who is now a doctor. I really hope it works out. Thanks, guys. Tune in next week to hear about my mental breakdown. He finally came out of the closet, by the way, right after that pitch. Uh... No, so I walk. I go through that whole thing. I go through that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, by the way. What'd your buddy say you? when you said that? It was like, dude, he sounds like he sounds fucking badass. Yeah, he was like dirt bikes, dude. Fucking dirt bikes, dude, bro. Boy, fucking... Boys can't have a little fun. Yeah, dude. So no, he goes. Uh, you mean that goes, guy left his wife to do comedy? He sounds like a boss. <laughs> She's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> dump that loser. Uh, no, so I he, he he was he was cool about it. He, you know, 
standard bro rhetoric, you know? He was like, yeah, just see how it goes, you know? Right, right. Terrible advice. So I get back to the house and I open the door and not only is everything straightened, it smells like lavender because you had <laughs> swept and swiffered the entire apartment. <laughs> and I was like, I went and bought I was a like, broom and a swiffer. I moved in with the only country dirt biking bro that's gay. <laughs> He just slippered the entire apartment. I was like, and I literally sent him a text message right after. And I was like, yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, like, he's clean. He's uh, fucking, uh, this is going to be His awesome. mouth is dirty, but he's clean. And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, oh, he sells acid and Swiffers regularly. <laughs> it's my dream. I might try and fuck him. <laughs> Sells acid and Dude, you should. That's so funny. Well, I've been tripping for 10 hours on three hits. Oh! Oh! <laughs> 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 he sells acid and Swiffers. <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> like all the time. I do. Because then you can walk around barefoot and it feels nice. And it smells nice. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get some candles for this fucking place. (laughs) Can you imagine you and me shopping at the Yankee Candle Company? (laughs) Yeah, I'll get get candles from H-E-B. Dude, can you imagine the two Texas women that, like the the 45-year-old women that work the cashier stand there going, that's the most of progressive gay couple we've ever seen. <laughs> look at those two. They're look so they're so happy. They look like they work out. I bet they're going to get caramel cowboy. Yeah. I bet they're getting caramel. Oh dude, dude, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get fucking uh uh pine needles. What's the one that smells like Christmas? I don't know. I'm not Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love cinnamon. You popped out of your chair, dude. Cinnamon, bro. Oh, you doing, dude? Pine needles and cinnamon, dude. Hell yeah. Boys can't party. So, would you say overall, like, you enjoy living with me? Yeah, 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 dude. I've been enjoying living with you. Uh, hey, honestly. Even though I hear you fucking all the time, you fucking get a, Well, I don't want to ruin, blow up your spot, but. I have a healthy He's a bit of a ladies' up. man. A bit of a ladies' man here. I mean, you know, every night it's literally just a repeat of fucking. Dudes, hold, hold on, hold, yeah, yeah, just grunting. Just dude on dude. No, no, no. Grunts. Every night, it's just like another episode of fucking. Let's see who he's gonna fuck tonight. Yeah, look at him go. He fucking brings these ladies in. He's like, yeah, let me eat your ass. Play some three eleven. Yeah. Uh, can I tell the story of the girl that said she loves you? Yeah, go for it. All right, so yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably tell this story. <laughs> And then we'll, we'll probably wrap it up. I think we're at about we're at, we're on almost two hours. So holy shit! I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell this quick story about my, about what it's like for me living with you, which is it's great. Um, and you're clean. You know, he does. You 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 do the dishes and fucking you you know you buy light bulbs and <laughs> you know because I I, did, I keep forgetting and he bought some. Uh, but no, uh, but fill in the gaps. No, we're it's it's gap. been good though. Like I yeah, think yeah, we yeah. have a good thing going for sure. Um, so <clears throat> the other night, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's fucking this really hot chick, <laughs> who's like, thank you for adding that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's hot. Wait, hold on. So yeah, so he's fucking this really hot chick. 
And so, like I said earlier, we can hear farts through the wall. So Easy. imagine you, how you can uh, feel vibrations. Yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> so imagine him getting laid. You know, I can hear everything. So he had this chick over, and she's been he's been kind of hanging out with her for a little bit. You know, and uh, no longer. No, yeah. Well, because of this. So, so through the wall, I hear they're starting to go after it. You know, and I hear, uh, I hear the girl clear as day go. Oh, I, I love you. <laughs> and what was and, my very adult response? And, and literally, he goes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Almost as if to say, flag on the play. Flag on the play. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's back it up here. Let's 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 backpedal here. What was a high school football coach? What did you just say? And she was like, I think she goes, I love you. And he literally was like, I think we need to pump the brakes. And I was like, and, it, and I'm in my room <laughs> laughing while watching the new season of Walking Dead. No, that was the best part is that through the wall, when she said, I think I love you, you went, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I heard it. And I was like, holy shit. Because he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He was, oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, whoa, fuck. Hold, hang in there. God damn it. We'll edit it. We'll edit it. He was like, <laughs> Pump the brakes, bitch. <laughs> and, you know, Simming down long, now. Uh, short, Simming sto- down. short story long, that uh, lady's not allowed here anymore. <laughs> but no, it's, um, well, some it's cats truly, you keep it's, and some cats you, uh, Chad, you really saved me. You, you really did. Like I was really on the, uh, you know, I needed a place and, and I'm really glad it was with you and you really, I mean, you had no reason to let me move in here. No, no, there was no, you just did it because just, you, you know, saw whatever that you saw and you thought it was a good idea. And I just want you to know that I really appreciate it. And this has been, uh, many laughs, many nights of fun doing comedy with you is great. And I uh, hope that there's more to come. And just thank you for letting me move in here, man. This has been great. Hey man, I'll tell you, uh, like I, like I, we, we talked about before, I, I really, I didn't know what to think about it. It was definitely, you know, it was a gamble. I rolled the dice on it, but, um, if, if any, if, if, if there was any indicator that I made the right decision and, and I feel like I did for sure. Cause I, I fucking love living with you and Same. I, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we're going to hopefully do quite a few more of these and this has been super fun, but doing mics and everything else has, has been great but the reason I really I, I really honestly wanted to move in with a comic um, and 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 have someone like that around me and you know you're you're a fucking grinder dude you really are and and you're out there and you're doing it you're putting the time and you have a lot of years ahead of me but like uh, Monday was the proof positive to me for everything fucking nailed at home I was being a bitch. I was tired. I had worked. I was fucking out of it. And I was doubting 
going up, doubting doing anything, didn't want to fucking go on, didn't want to fucking hang out, wanted to go home and sleep. And like the guy you are, which, you know, unequivocally, like one of the things that I think draws people to you is that you're just who you are. I told you that I was feeling like shit and that I didn't want to go up and I didn't want to do anything and I didn't want to sign up for Kill Tony. Lo and behold, you called me a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the fucking that that's the end all be all of like, you know, uh, charges for a dude to just fucking for any real man, step up to the fucking plate and do shit. And uh, I immediately fucking turned around and went back and signed up for Kill Tony and I got on. And uh, that was the first night that and I had gone on. And we did another mic later. And we did, we did another we mic. We got up twice that night. Yes, or we did. Or three. We got up three times that yes, night. Yes, we did. And uh, and like that's one of the things that I I, I think really, you know, I mean, that's... I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping at some point that I can repay that, you know? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be around when you're like fucking not feeling it and like push you to do stuff i and and i've been doing it for other comics like you know when people feel like shit they don't well, want to go up. here's the thing after you did it did you feel great i mean for doing it just for doing it whether you, you did good or not and you got up on yeah. kill tony yeah you got on kill tony because i called you a pussy yeah and 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 not and i'm not saying that like i did anything special it's just I know from a personal level of doing it for only, I am no, I'm not like anyone's uh, anything, but I know personally that when I don't want to do comedy, if I still just go and do it, I feel better so much better. about myself. Yeah, just for of go whether I bombed or I did well. Do you I notice, feel better? But do you notice, though, like, this is a crazy thing for me, though. Do you notice on the nights where you don't want to do it the most and you force yourself to go up that you almost... There's some nights where you're like, fuck, yeah, I should have just fucking called it. But the majority of the nights, you go up when you don't feel like going up and you fucking crush it. Right, right. Yeah, sure. Sure, absolutely. Because there's been a lot of nights where I go up and you think that like you're going to turn the crowd around or you're in a good mood and you're feeling hype. And then you eat shit. And you eat a fat dick on right, stage. Right, eat all the dicks. Yeah, and, and you're like, Ugh. oh, fuck, that didn't go well. And then there's, dude, there was that night that I felt sick. Uh, we were sitting at fucking uh, Lucky Duck for like two hours and I was waiting to go on. And I fucking stuck it out and I sat there. And had a great set. Is that when that that girl showed up? Yes. Right? Had a bomb set, dude. Like, fucking killed it. Right. Then that's a full five minutes of fucking. So so that's why I'm saying, like, it's not a secret of what I'm doing. Like, it's like, just for anyone that doesn't ever want to go up, just go do it. And everyone that's done what I'm saying gets that feeling of, man, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Because you always walk away going, Hell, I'm glad I fucking went up. Even if you bomb, you learn something. You just feel if you're, better. If you're you just feel person, better learn, about doing if it. If you're a smart person, you learn something about what happened. Right. And also, and I'll say this, you'll probably hear this again from me, guys. But I didn't, I didn't fucking basically leave an amazing life and everything, which there are things that are behind the scenes of like my relationship with Carrie and I still love her very much and I always will. 
Um, and there's and she's a wonderful person, but our futures just weren't lining up. But there is not. I didn't. I didn't make the decision I made to come here to not pursue this certain dream that I'm doing. Sure. I didn't move here to not do stand up. Same. I moved. I didn't move to Austin, fucking Texas, because I want to be in Austin, Texas. I moved here with a fucking purpose, mm. and I'm not going to let anything stand in my way, yeah. including me being sad or me being depressed or me not wanting to go up. Because you, you've seen, I still, I go out every fucking chance I get, mm. and I fucking go up, whether I want to or not. Yeah. Because I'm here for one fucking reason, and that's to fucking make stand-up comedy happen. Yeah. I'm here to fucking, I'm here to do this. Fuck yeah, dude. You know, I'm not just, I didn't just move here because it's Austin. Yeah, I, I, I don't get, I fucking honestly, I come here to Texas fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate Texas. I, I'm but, not, and the weather is awful. It's hottest. It's 85 and we're in December. Fuck that. I actually love Texas. But. I hate Texas. <laughs> Austin's great, but Texas sucks. I, I, Women can't get rid of babies. Okay. It's the worst. I, 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 let me let me walk that back. I love Austin. Austin's great. Texas um, sucks ass. You can't... Weed's illegal. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> fucking guys can't have fun. The boys can't have can't a couple of beers. smoke a couple joints. Uh, so... But no, I... It, Anyways, I'm here for a reason, and I'm going to fucking do that. Yeah, man. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, I guess, well, I'm not giving up. So, we'll see how that fucking goes. The The only thing that you can do is is what you can do. Like, there's, there's so much about this that a lot of people don't understand that's so difficult. And I, I actually... The, the guy that headlines for uh, LCD Sound System, James Murphy. You know who I'm talking about? No. I okay. know who LCD Sound System is. Okay. So he's the creator of LCD Sound System. and I've seen them twice. DFA, the record label. And they were like, you know, there's a lot of people. Uh, he got he was being interviewed um, by Pitchfork. And they asked him, like, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are starting out in their 30s um, that want to do music because of you. Because you started out in your 30s. Because he did. Yeah. He was like late to the game. He was DJing clubs in New York in his late 20s. Barely got a hold of it in his early 30s. Mm-hmm. And became famous in his late 30s. Which is why he's like 50 now. And still Bert Kreischer didn't pop till he was 46. So, but he, he said, he said, you have to understand that <laughs> it's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. And it's also a selfish job too. Yeah. Doing the, this is a solo gig. It's comedy a, and music. Hundred percent. We've talked about this a lot of times. You're you're working for the sum of. And one. it is selfish. I am selfish for what I did. You know, for what I'm choosing to do. Sure. Well, but but you're not. Right. Because I'm also doing what I want to do. Choosing your own happiness, dude. Right. Which is like the hardest thing to do. Because a lot of people. That's another thing. You know, it's like that Henry David Thoreau quote, that Rogan always fucking throws out. Most men live quiet lives of desperation well, and that is- go to sleep with a fucking song still in their heart. And that means that they spend their entire lives thinking about a thing that they wish they would have done. Right. And they never do it. Which to that me. Is, that is thoroughly true. Dude, 100%. Terrible pun, 100%. That's what this show is. <laughs> and But I'm telling you right now, like we were at Texas Roadhouse after we were writing the, like yesterday. 
And I was looking at this guy with his family that works probably 60 hours a week. And he was having dinner. And he was Look eating miserable. Look miserable. Mm-hmm. Miserable. Right. Because he has nothing. He has his job. And he probably resents he his, his wife, too. But he has his job and he has his family. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but there's, there's not. But there's something. And, and, and God damn it, good for him for fucking sticking around. But that guy probably had a dream. Yes. And he fucking... And, and, or maybe he didn't have a whole lot of options. And, 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 and like, there's so much about that that you can fucking talk about and go... Right. God damn it. You know, like... How many different things could this guy have done if he had just believed in himself or done a thing or had options? And it's like, yes, I know I have options. Yes, I didn't come from like the best background or upbringing, even as a white dude. Like I I have a a leg up on so many other people just doing stuff that I want to do. Like you can point that out and be like, you know, poke holes in my story. But. I'm struggling like a motherfucker right now to try and do this. Right. Regularly. Like every fucking day that I wake up is tough. Like every single Yeah, you're doing day. what I was doing in Boston where you're doing comedy and then waking up at 6, 6 a.m. in the morning to go to fucking a job that you hate and that you don't want to do. And you know what? It sucks. I'm going to get a small violin from everyone for saying that. Well, no. I mean, a lot of people can relate. Fucking a lot cares. of people can relate. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. But whatever. Hey, if you don't care, turn the fucking podcast off. You know? But I love... I, dude, the first time... And it wasn't... It wasn't a crazy amount. And it wasn't a fucking killer set. But the first time that I got up on a stage and, like, made a group of people laugh and had, that like, a big laugh... I remember the exact day. You've had one of those? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, man. The first time that happened and I had that feeling, I was like, this is it. Yeah. I don't want to do anything else. Right. Yeah. It's it's. There's nothing but... I find that people either uh, do stand up for the first time and go, ooh, I don't like that. Or they go... I'm never not doing that again. And I've been saying that since I started. I don't care if I make a living. I don't care if I die doing this. And I'm still just... Like, I'll always progress. I'll I'll go to the fucking... You know, I'll write. I'll, I'll edit my notes. I'll listen to my sets. I'll do everything that it takes. I don't care whether or not I'm a headliner in amphitheaters. Or I'm just doing spots at clubs. Right. I will never stop doing comedy. Right. Because I love the feeling of making people laugh. I just do. Yeah, even if it's at an open mic, it's fucking... It feels good no matter where it goes. I just want to fuck... Dude. Nice. (laughs) So, Chad might be the first guest that's ever gone head-to-head with me on doing burps, and I appreciate that. I can burp on command. Well, I can do that too, but it's not the same as a good, a real one. No, you know I can I mean? get you whenever you want. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Let's do, so let's end it on burping. Okay. Here, let me get a drink of beer real quick. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, let's Hold go. On. Let's go. I might cut out all that gay stuff we just said. Chug a so We'll see. Really? Maybe. It was a little too sentimental for the podcast. We'll see. Oh, 
Oh, I got some good ones, bro. All right. Oh, that was a waste. It was a waste. Came right out. I, right, I just ready? and I just let another one fire. You ready? Yeah. Okay, go. No, no, I'm not ready yet. I need. I thought you meant you. <laughs> Let her rip, bitch. Tron, hold on. Oh, damn. Now you got stage fright? I do, I think. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Well, fuck. I get more beer. I'll edit this to where it's just quick burps. I think mine won. No. Yeah, mine stinks too. Nice. I got you beat on farts for sure. Nice. Dude, the thing is, I, I, have, I so I've been off the Nexium for about a week now. Off the Nexium? Yeah. <laughs> and I got to tell you... This heartburn is unreal. I got to get back on it. <laughs> I'm swatting my fucking son, Damien. Like you wouldn't believe. All right. So anyways, Chad, I love you. You're one of my new best friends. Thank you so much for letting me move in here. Um, you really did. This was a huge life life changer. Yeah. Uh, game changer. He's getting to live in fucking Austin. Gay We're, changer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we're fucking literally with no with no traffic. We're six minutes from the creek in the cave. I mean, it's it's incredible. I love living here. We're in a great location. Can I say when I when I we talked about this already? But when I was looking at places on the east side, like that was the one thing that I that how like, far am I from creek? I googled creek. Oh, it's like also before I forget. Yeah, everybody, please. Uh, this episode was brought to you by that kitchen. Uh, the most fire edible gummies uh, that you could ever have. They're from Boston, Boston located. Uh, follow them on Instagram at that kitchen. And uh, where can people find you? I'm uh, Chad J Comedy and Chad J Chad J Comedy on Instagram and Chad J Comedy on uh, Twitter and Chad J on Facebook. And yeah, and you're gonna be. Uh, I wouldn't tell people about your Facebook, but everyone has that. I mean, it's just more like there. a gay book. It's just gayest book. Anyways, yeah. I'm just kidding. So yeah, everybody, give give fucking chat a follow, and uh, you can follow the podcast at High Noon underscore Pod, and you can follow me at Mason E Smith. Um, oh, well, I also have uh, Cultivator of Weird. I'm gonna hopefully we're gonna double dip this podcast. I'll, I'll be posting that. <laughs> I have a, a bunch of new episodes that I'm gonna drop pretty soon. Uh, cultivator of weird podcast on uh, all platforms. Just yeah, cool, and I'll also shot. I'll plug that in the description and the links in my bio on Instagram. So cool, easy to find. And you have a YouTube page now, right? Yep. What's that? Yep. Chad J. Oh, Chad same. J comedy. Yep. It's got uh, all the there. Clips. We go. All the clips them now. The that just took a minute. All the sweet, sweet clips from the sets. Um. So yeah, everybody, please go follow Chad. Please follow the podcast. And if you listen on iTunes, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we'll eventually do video. I don't fucking know when that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, also follow Too Much Content on Instagram. Uh, Irish O'Neill and Ani Mouse. Uh, it's, uh, I think her Instagram is at Ani Mouse. I forget. 
but follow too much content on Instagram. They're fucking great. And uh, follow at that kitchen on Instagram. And we're going to go out on a good old Texas song, baby. Fucking Marty Robbins. Hell yeah. El Paso. That's what's up. Shout out to Gabe McNeil. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina, music would play and Ferdina would whirl. Blacker than night were the eyes of Ferdina.